Welcome back, moviegoers. This is Movie Talk, where we discuss the latest films to classics and give our honest opinions and, you know, just how we feel about the movies. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about uh, Michael B. Jordan's first debut directing uh, film, Creed 3, and um, discuss what we saw in the NAB. And then we'll end it with a interesting interview from Roy Wagner, who I interviewed, who's a cinematographer for... A lot of films, including the uh, the Pest, Nick of Time, and um, I think Drop Zone. I think he just did. Um, as always, this is Daniel. This is Ernest, and this is Fernando. All right, so let's get into Creed Three. Now, this is will be our full spoiler talk. So, of course, if you haven't uh, seen it, you know this is now your time to leave and then skip forward to the interview, which is a very good interview, very insightful. So, as we go along. Uh, Let's talk about Creed 3. It is the third installment of the uh, Adonis Creed movies with starting Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. And this time he has his next challenge is Jonathan Major, who plays whose character is Damien Anderson, who is someone in his past who comes back and wants to give him a little shit for the, the belt. Right, right. So um, first of all, let's see. Let me ask you, Ernest, what did you think of the film? Uh, well, having jumped into to the third installment of the franchise, uh, I thought it was pretty good. Not not even you know, I didn't have to know much about um, the first two. It kind of explained, or everything that was going on in that film kind of explained briefly, or at least touched on at least once what happened in those previous films. So you know, I, again, I didn't have to watch the first two to enjoy this one or understand everything about it. But uh, I thought it was really good actually. And you said it was his debut, so he he uh, directed all three of these. No, it is his first when he directed. At all, like this is his first film he ever directed. In so the first two are. Uh, I forgot who did the first two. I think the first two was the the. I think it's the guy who did um, Wakanda Forever. I think. Oh, right. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that uh, the first one was directed by Sylvester Stallone. Um. So they're just jumping around on this one, huh? Yeah. Wow, Most that time. really shows that you came really unprepared, Daniel. No, I mean, <laughs> I I forgot what his name is. Uh, Ryan Coogler is the one that uh, you know did like Black Panther and all that. Well, the first one was Steve Capel, which was the first Creed mm-hmm. movie. Um, the second one, I can't remember what is. I I don't think it's I don't think it's Creed. I don't think it's um, Sylvester Stallone. He hasn't directed any uh, any Rocket movies for a long time. But for certain, Michael B. Jordan directed the third one. Yes. That's, okay. Oh yeah, Ryan Coogler. That's yeah. That is that is he hasn't. Directed any other films, right? Or you said his debut, so there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, oh, so as his first pretty, one. Job. Well, I, here's the thing. I know for anyone who does first directing, they had a good cinematographer to help him get, like, you know, his views out. But mm-hmm. uh, he played an important role into making the story of this. And kind of the one interesting that thing that they did in this one is that they stepped away from having Rocky there, Sylvester Stallone's character, mm-hmm. and more concentrated on the Adonis character. Well, there also was some, uh, I don't know the in-depth, uh, the insights of the issues that he had with the production company or what have you, but yeah, Stallone. Oh, where Stallone, it's the maker, the one of the big producers in uh, The Creed didn't like Stallone for some personal reasons. And so, you know, he did kind of worked his way out when, you know, uh, Silver Stallone, he did say like, if he, if there's another film that, you know, Michael B. Jordan wants to direct and he wants, uh, you know, Stallone back in there. He'll be all means to, you know, work with him. You know, he has no no issues with Michael B. Jordan. It was just mm-hmm. some other things or people that's got in the way. What's well, kind so. of interesting to say that, uh, considering the ending of this film? What do you mean? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if you want to jump that forward that far but, or whatever. But, uh, you know, how it ends with his daughter in the ring and she's... Oh, that thing? Well, yeah. yeah. I kind of figured... So what is this going to be a spinoff or a possible spinoff or leave it open to interpretation you know? for the daughter to uh, come in and be the next uh, Creed? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's because here's my thing. I, I pre- okay. Here's for me. The movie is a good. It's a good movie. It has a has a good action. Um, the drama is kind of nonsensical because I don't see how why he why uh, Jonathan Major's character think that he deserved to get the belt that fast like he just came out of prison and he's like give me a belt you well know? i mean he you have a connection like that and you feel owed by someone you're and you're angry i mean those type of situations oh, of course that right. i absolutely agree because he i, I feel like he was guilt tripping uh creed yeah he was sure. guilt tripping him into uh what it is that 
he took his life away. Mm. Right, but I mean, it this still doesn't seem like he he didn't have a single fight to his name to earn it. And right. even when he did, it's like, okay, here's more, here's the one thing I can understand. Yes, his lifeguard was taken away from the whatever happened, you know, the whole, he got arrested when he was 18, I think, in this movie. Um, he, it, was, it was pretty young. Mm-hmm. And he lost like 15 years of his life being in jail. But he, at least they should have shown him having some boxing matches in, in prison, in or, prison something. or something. I think he did mention Underground. briefly that he was the champ in there or something. But you remember, okay, this is why I'm going to say, you remember uh, Rocky Three when had uh, no. Michael, oh. <laughs> well, Mr. T, he had, they showed him, you know, fighting through the rings and just, he just watching uh, uh, Rocky win, uh, win and win and keep winning and next, you know, he just had that very urge to just say, hey man, this is my turn. Like, this guy is nothing. Right. For Michael, for Jonathan Majors, for Damian Anderson, I was just say that's his character. It's just like he stepped in. I want it. I'm gonna fucking cheese my way into getting the thing, and then he just got it. You want to know what I think, Daniel? I think you're spoiled with uh, TV shows because you're expecting like a whole arc on just uh, Damian Major, but in reality, they only have two hours, bro. Imagine if they went into detail about their lives and everything he went in jail. That would be like a whole story by on its own. Well, that's a, that, that's that. at least about 30 minutes they could add on to there. Because yeah. here's my thing. I felt I was actually, okay, listen, I was actually for Damian Anderson. I wanted him to win. Uh, because I thought- winning, but I definitely resonated with his, you know. Well, because his journey, he's like, he come from nothing. And then he wants to. He has this goal to being champion, mm-hmm. and I'm like, fucking yeah, like let him do it. But the way he, the way he did it, yeah. was just like unfavorable ugh. to say the least. Yeah. yeah, so that's my issue with and 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 from all like, all right, maybe I'm the old guy who likes Rocky too much, <laughs> but I don't think that Adonis's journey to becoming a champion was is has any struggle with it. Because if you look at every single movie he did, he was in. From you know Creed on, he won. I don't think he did. He lose against. Um, well, that's kind of the beauty of me not watching the first two because I don't get to see that. I I just see everything that you know. <laughs> well, on Creed three, I, I, I they laid all the problems out. You know. Okay, but did at. you at least see Rocky the first Rockies or the couple yes, Rockies? Yes. Well, the first one where he loses. Yes. Okay, so the first Rockies he comes. Kid, from, then, you know? But he comes from like nothing. He was just a a uh, what do you call those people? Just he grabbed. He got money like money collectors. He's a money collector for the mob. Oh, uh, what is it? A bookie. A bookie, yeah. <laughs> and he would, and he got this one shot. And even though when he got there, he lost, but at least he made it. He, you know, he, he got, he went through the, the wire. He. Yeah, he only you know, had his friend to support him and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, he decides to quit boxing and try to live a, live a normal life, but he can't do nothing with it because he's not smart enough. He can't see, so he's forced to kind of like, you know go for Apollo again. Mm-hmm. So there's the conflict that the first two Rockies is just always like, is this guy really that good enough? You uh, know, here's the thing. Right now, uh, Kevin gave, gave me a really good point. Kevin's my roommate, for those who don't know. Uh, he it. actually <laughs> just told me that, you know, Damien, he didn't run by anyone's rules at all. Like, no. he, he's willing to break everything just to get what he wants. And it is exactly what he did when he was young. Right. Right, right. Well, having gone to prison probably didn't help that, you know. Well, yeah, because he's conditioned he, now. Right. I mean, even when he was fighting, um, who was that one? Uh, the kid in the, his first fight when he got the belt, he, he kind of cheated. I don't know if that's cheat. Is that cheat? Wait, to, like, he, I was wondering that too when I he's doing the shoulder strikes or yeah. inside the shot. I'm like, well, I mean, it is part of the body. Well, he's a dirty fighter. I I, I think it's legal, but I just right. think it's a dirty move. Yeah, un, uh, Have you ever honorable. seen that in the in boxing? I've never seen that. No. No, here's the thing, and that's that goes straight to like street fighting right. because he's being smart about it. He's uh he's not just fighting by the rules they're giving him; he's bending the rules. Okay, so as a fighter, as a street fighter, as someone fighting to survive, you have to look into people's weak points. Okay, and that's any street fight. That even goes to the UFC. The UFC does that. And there's a couple players who have a very high IQ when it comes to fighting. And they actually fight because, obviously, same thing with any sport, same thing with any football game, same thing with any fight. They, you have to look at, at your opponent's weaknesses. And if it doesn't count as as, a, as an illegal move, they're going to do it. Well, that's the thing. I don't think I've ever seen no – I think there's a sportsman no – is there a sport, more sportsmanship in boxing, though? I mean, that's a – Right. Well, you, I mean, your ability to manipulate your opponent's power is uh, huge. 
mm-hmm. um, and can be considered dirty because you're basically removing the equal playing field. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, I've never. That's why I'm saying I've never seen that happen. But the fact that he did that, it matches at least, at least matches his character. Doing it, they're like, all right, right, right. So I mean, he won. But here's the thing: he won the award. He won the belt. I would expect him to at least have a montage of him beating more people and being that dirty. Yeah, that's one thing that they could have had more. I wanted to actually see more of his character. I mean, I enjoyed when he was talking shit at the party, and he actually is an intimidating yeah. like, actor, you know, a character. Oh, dude, that's actually one of the things why I wanted to watch Creed, because Jonathan Major is such a good actor, man. This is the first film I've ever seen him in. What else is he in? Oh, he was Kang. Kang. Yeah. He was Kang in Loki and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And you should see The Harder We Fall, too. That's a, a Western. Oh, he's in it? Yeah. Oh, nice. I've been wanting to check that out. So it's really, out. really good. I mean, no, I'm not to, No, my Jonathan Majors was great in this. Uh, he, w- his, he was so good at this where you can see a lot of emotionals in, emotion yeah, in his eyes. Expression, yeah. I mean, you can see, I think there's a scene where he's sitting on in the diner, and you can, when I the second time I watched it, you can see him kind of like contemplating or thinking of things of how he can, or how he can get the upper hand of Crete and... His feelings, how he felt without him showing his feelings. Oh, right, dude, that's, he's he had great a lot of that. pain in yeah, that. Even at the end, when uh, Adonis had told him, you know, you know where to find me uh, if you ever need my help. And I mean, at least from what I've seen from his facial expressions, he's like wants to say thank you so much, but yeah. he, he doesn't say it. He's just nodding, you know. Yeah. Oh, dude, is... even during the fight, you know, when the, both of them are fighting, you can see the anger in his eyes. Oh, because he just he he wants it that bad. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like this is just get into that character. Like they become that character, you know. And he's one of the guys that seems to be able to do that. Dude, he's amazing. Yeah. When I saw him uh, act in uh, Ant Man and the No, was it Loki? Yeah. Oh my God, man! Well, I, I, I was blown that. away by how good his contrast, I guess you could say, between one personality and the other. It was amazing. But well, the fact that he can switch to both was uh, is fascinating. You know, and that's why they didn't do any variants on him. Just cool fact. They didn't do any different variants on him because he was able to pull off both personalities or three personalities. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's why, that's why a lot of the people a lot of people are saying that this is one of the were the best uh, Rocky villains of of the the franchise. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like I said, I haven't seen the first two, but uh, no, he's definitely badass. Well, I mean, if he, I would be, I wouldn't even be opposed to watching just to, like you had mentioned, flesh him out a little bit more. I want to see what he, I want to see his experience, you know, from the after time. the ring. Right, right. That's it, and that's and that's what I'm trying to say. Like he, his character was so appealing. I really thought that they should have more of him in there, and you know, if they're going to do another Creed movie, which I don't know how they can uh, give it to Jonathan Majors. And oh, dude, his. he's not coming back. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, they, oh, yeah, they can't he have. Got, uh, he got blacklisted or something. No, he's not blacklisted. Yeah. Oh, you mean the uh, the whole ex girlfriend thing? Yeah, he's facing the Supreme Court of New York for that. So Bro, okay, look. Uh, okay, we'll go to a projects, everything excluding Marvel. So. But here's the thing. He's okay, like, I stay in care. Okay, let's 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 go like a, a quick thing about that thing. Hot. I don't understand how you can say he's guilty when the allegation against him is false. Like everything from the the girlfriend she retracted her her statement. her statement, the fact that she found out that she was drugged, they found out that the driver saying that no she was the aggressive one. Everyone, this is not another fucking Amber Heard crap that's now draining him. And now he what? Now they're saying he's gonna lose the fucking King role just because he has an he's has an allegation. That's a rumor for now. Marvel hasn't made any moves as far as Jonathan Majors goes. It's been every production company outside of him, um, outside of Marvel that's been moving. They're basically anticipating that Marvel is gonna make a move, but so far Marvel's standing still. Well, yeah, because. That's a main. That, that's a main villain. Can you imagine ch- right, yeah. changing out? Not, not to go off way off track. Do, don't you think it's crazy how Marvel will uh, appropriate certain things that are not appropriate, but things like that, they're like, oh, we take it so serious. Well, it's that moral clause and the fact that he has such a heavy character inside the series, right? Yeah. But see, this is the, okay. So this it's is like what I was saying. It is. It must be hard being a rich, famous act uh, actor. At any moment, when you're when you're in your highs, anyone is ready to knock yourself down. And for him, I mean, this is with all the movies he was lining up to be. It's sad that just one mistake or miss one allegation or whatever cost him fucking maybe his maybe what maybe four or five years of his fucking life. 
It's I mean, a look at some of camp cancel culture, man. Yeah. Well, that's so you want to be a star. But that's the thing. So what? Now we're saying, okay, now if you are going to be in your highest thing, just stay in a fucking your your bedroom and not do anything. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. why even have you, you can't have any relationship have any because dialogue. anyone well, You can, but your business is out. Everything that you think is private is out there, you know. But that's the that's what I'm saying. It draws a weird parallel to the Creed movie when you think about it. Oh, what about his uh, personality? <laughs> just his personal situation and the way Dame kind of that's what I was saying. He's like, I'm in, in character. It's a weird parallel. Like, you really got to be cautious and careful of your decision making. Yeah, but it can't affect the rest of your life, just like it did early in the movie. Right? I know, but a lot of people are saying, well, that he was, he is that character, and if you know, if you've seen him in his other roles, that's, I mean, he is, you know, he's a actual Shakespearean theater actor. Yeah, that man has range. Yeah, no, but he that was man has range. Yeah, he was, he was a very, very traditional character and uh, actor. So. Yeah, he may have like maybe he went off every now and then, but fucking Christian Bale went off in in in, in a off in a was it Terminator I think that he was doing. There's another good one, Ezra Miller. Uh, the Flash. Okay, yeah, but see, there's actual real evidence on that shit. I'm just saying, there's you know that's a good parallel to draw with as far as uh, a movie star that has some type of legal issues, but they still kind of let them ride out. Well, they're gonna they spend that much money on Flash. Of course, they're gonna at least let it show, but. Yeah. Are they gonna put him back in other movies? I don't think so. I, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they edit him and then have him die, have him die, and then have another person become Flash. I don't know because they canceled Batgirl and that was finished. They okay. finished that movie and they yes. still canceled it. Okay, you, the thing with Batgirl is I've heard bad things about that movie, but then also, of course, Brendan uh, Fraser, who was the villain of that, he said he it was a good. So, for a movie for a studio to actually cancel a whole film once it's done either the product came out shit and then they w- didn't want to like even show it when you say cancel a film you mean no further sequels well what i mean is like basically put it on put it on girl. yeah but they put like a filmed. series no it was a movie they filmed the actual full-fledged movie of batgirl mm-hmm. and before they decided to release it they said no we're no. not doing this yeah they never released it never no, released it. they put it on the shelf and and you know what to be true wow hollywood does a lot of that bullshit they will make a whole movie and put it on the shelf and you never see it. But Batgirl is such a big, huge profile movie. And I think also because it's a the Batgirl was a was a black actress. Mm-hmm. Maybe that got out there. So there's more, you know, they're trying to push it out there. But, you know, they usually they, they you know, here's the thing. You got to keep in mind that there's a lot of interest. There's a lot of money going around in production studios for them just to put it on the on the shelf. I mean, they'd rather spend a little bit more money to get it out. Like, for example, uh, Aquaman 2 the, with Amber Heard. Yeah. They completely removed her, but they're still going to bring out the movie. They're right. still, they're still going to take it out because they know it has a lot of potential to make a lot of money. Unfortunately, having her on the screen means less viewers. I don't, did you? Uh, you know what I would love to see? I would, they should have done this. Have her on there, and then the second that she went on there, get, have her eaten by a shark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not, even, not even heroically. Yeah, just you randomly because that shit randomly. happens in the sea. Yeah, just like, oh, what happened? Oh, she got she got eaten by a shark, and that's it. We have yeah, a new girl. Yeah. Kill her off. Yeah, just kill her off. Like, wouldn't the that shark's make like tell the world, Amber? Tell wouldn't the world that I everyone got cheer on that shit? They're like, oh fuck yeah! And then now we're into Aquaman. You know that would be like you Especially know just have like night. a brutal death for her, just like a total brutal death. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, like, killed her off. Yeah. Oh, boom. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> maybe have Johnny Depp like sitting there, like just eating like a uh, you know cheese and crackers, and be like, yeah, okay, well, that just isn't that a sad sight to see, or something like that. You know, just fucking have fun with that. I think people will love it. Yeah, and definitely get a. So again, action. with this whole thing, I mean, I don't want to go into too much with the Jonathan Major thing because, yes, it, there's a lot of things that's going on, and but as we know, for actors, they like okay. Remember when they were saying about Heath Ledger how. He was so into depth into the um, Joker lead, Joker role that he got depressed and all that stuff. Well, a lot of other people is like uh, Jam- uh, Jamal White, Michael J. White. Sorry, mm-hmm. he's saying no. He we sat next to him. We had we had we had a dinner. We could eat. You know, after he got out of the role, he was fine. So that everything happens after it could maybe be an inner issue, but I don't I don't see that a lot of actors after they finish the role. I mean, even with. Uh, I know they take some with them from it, but well, just think about the pre- like. Just put yourself into their shoes about the premise that everything that you do now is being watched, being publicized, being distributed right. to the world. So I think 
you know, you got to put yourself in that mindset. It's it can't be easy. You know, no, you it's, feel like it you has to, to be hard. Yeah, you, you got to walk on walk on eggshells, and I think it, in doing so, you're just not allowed to do be yourself. And sometimes that can. I feel bad. You off the, you know, I really feel bad for him, especially if he comes out two years later that he's innocent, but he lost all this money and all this rose just because some some lady just decides to ruin his life. His life. Well, I mean, yeah. Johnny was all right. Uh, what's his name Robert Downey Jr. came back from all that stuff so I mean I think yeah, as long Robert, as you're innocent and stuff yeah, like that you can come back you know how long Robert Downey uh, took to get him out of those roles yeah he the dude's a, doing fine now though. yeah but he took he took a long big L I think he <laughs> wasn't doing I mean with, even with all the uh, drug allegations I mean he was really bad right, right. and it wasn't until there was the uh, Iron Man which people yeah they saw him like yeah that's fucking how Tony Stark would be mm-hmm. so I don't know I hope I, for the I, best for this guy I I I feel bad, but again, I don't I don't believe in it. I think it's just bullshit, but um, <laughs> I really do. Uh, but getting back with the whole Creed thing, um, the the ending of it kind of I don't know if they're gonna have it with the girl now. Which I don't understand how the daughter, because she wants to be a boxer now, she's gonna start. You know, she might take the role of, as Adonis's new because Adonis is he's retired. Mm-hmm. So how are they gonna ever make another one without them changing the characters or changing, making it, making something new? Well, they can I don't think he's retired, same. man. I think he came out of retirement. I think that's what this movie was about, showing him that, uh, showing us that deep down inside he's still a fighter. Yeah. But here's mm. the thing: you, did you see the, the training montage? Right. He was like, your 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 uh, your knuckles are fractured, your liver. Oh yeah, he had the concussions. X-rays all. Yeah, that's basically that's like Rocky Seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was like Rocky Seven, where he's saying. Basically, you have no strength in you, so we're gonna just get you war par. So why not apply the formula for Creed though to uh, the following? I mean, where you get the okay, so he used uh, the OG Rocky to yeah. train him, and they implemented him as a big part of the story. So now that Creed is finished, and I'm sure he's left a mark on some people personally. Uh, if they do follow up with the with the daughter, why not just have the father trainer or former uh, foes? Here's what I would say. He has he has to lose something really bad in the next movie for me to watch. Want to watch it? <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, no, I and, hope and, they and, leave it there. Quick. To be honest no, with here, you, yeah, I would rather they leave it there than have him. Because look at okay, remember okay, Rocky Five, the one that we all fucking hate, right? The one with uh, Tommy Gunn. Oh, Tom, the little the, yeah, he fought in the street. Okay, yeah. Actually, seen it. What happened in that movie? He lost his house. He lost his fucking money, all because I think his cousin um, or one of his friends just mismanage it mm-hmm. so he's back to square one again and then that's when he had to learn he taught tommy and then he was trying to be a manager and then he got screwed again that's the thing about rocky he's always he's always losing stuff <laughs> but always finding a way to get out you know like remember remember rocky i think rocky six when he was telling his his son he was the, the famous famous quote like it's like, not a, not about how hard you can hit but how hard you can get hit and keep, hit, keep getting up yeah keep, keep getting, getting up, up. Oh, yeah. that's his whole journey so mm-hmm. Adonis never had like what was, what was well, the struggle in Adonis? Well, not ha- I mean ha- not having seen the first, you know, I've del- delved into a little bit of reviews of those ones, and think about it this way, uh, you know, he's trying to escape the shadow of his father. He doesn't want his name attached to it uh, initially, and I yeah, think I w- that, that's also somewhat of a personal, uh, you know, identity crisis in a sense. Yeah, I wish I had that identity crisis where my dad's a fucking rich, <laughs> a rich boxer, and I had all, everything in the world. And I'm just hey, oh, well, you never know what's going on in issues. these people's heads, you know, and, well, and, 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 and any individual's heads. So for the story wise, at least the way I see it is, you know, if you're going through an, an identity crisis like that and you don't know who you are and you're trying to find out who you are, going through boxing and loss and all that is is part of that. But okay, yes, but what happens to everyone around him? His wife Tessa Thompson. Very affected. She became a fucking movie. She became a, a number one album selling singer. Right, but in this third one, they're not. I mean, not that they're they're doing terribly, but they're also not. In, they're trying to get on the same level uh, emotionally. Uh, you know, she's. You know, just to backtrack just a little bit, uh, when you said that he was having an uh, an identity crisis, um, he, I don't know if you noticed in Creed Three, um, the mom or the stepmom. She tells him, you know, in her hallucinations right before she, you know, you know, yeah, Correct. without spoilers, uh, she said, I am sorry. Um, I can't exact, I can't remember the exact words, but she said, um, Creed made me forgive you, which, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, she said those words, but she was she was hallucinating and thinking she was talking to Creed's dad, Creed Senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apollo, yeah, there we go. Uh, so at that point, he realized that it wasn't her fault. Wait, hold on. Let me get my thoughts straight. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my thoughts straight. Wasn't her Rewind. fault the way he she was treating him? That that she regretted not go, not going after him because she made him happy. She he made her happy and wanting to forgive Apollo. So she felt really bad about just leaving uh, Creed. And at that moment, that's when Adonis realized, like, holy hell, like, this is who I am now. Okay? It, it, like, she didn't want to leave me, but at the same time, this is who I am now. Mm-hmm. Because I think there was, like, a realization there. It was very subtle. But she, like, uh, Adonis realized, oh, my God, like, this is, like, my family was very loving. Yeah. That, that, but that, I saw that in Creed 1. That's the thing. Her mom, his his mom, that mom brought him in, and have you know lived that life. He could have been living on the streets if he so really that, wanted that's to. That's not his biological mother. No, that's like uh, basically that like Creed slept with some other girl, and then that's like the offspring of Creed. Of you know, basically like his stepdad. What's so that? His baby mama. His, here. I'm sorry. He's a break what? baby. What does that mean exactly? His his dad had a baby outside the relationship. They yeah. were either on a break or going and through some tumultuous period, and he had a baby outside of that marriage. And so this lady who is he's a bastard, <laughs> basically, yeah, he's, he's a, a bastard. bastard with a smile. Um, so this lady who's playing his mother, uh, she is just uh, she was the one in the actual movies that was with him when he died. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, so she had all the money. So she's taking care of some other some other woman's kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. At the, I forgot what the age of maybe she's taking age care of, of her husband's son would be more accurate. Okay, right. There you go. And look, again, that's uh, again, if he was living on the streets, I think I don't know. This just struggles. That's the, the biggest problem I always had with. Well, uh, I mean, that's the thing too. Character. I mean, you know, some people think that um, the rich don't have uh, any issues, any struggles. They do. We we don't know about it, but everyone has got problems. Yeah, you when know. you have problems with money, the issues are a lot easier. deeper than the wallet. That's exactly. That's true. Exactly. That's true. It gets it's more mental. When money isn't your issue, you find another problem to have. Yeah. Now, uh, quick, uh, uh, there's some a couple of scenes that I thought was amazing. Some couple of shots. The time when um, Adonis and um, and Damien they met in the locker room the first time, and you see that split scene of them both looking into the wall, and you can tell like I think. Um, they had one lighting where it's red and one with green, and you can tell like that's the poster shot of it all. I don't know if you remember that scene. But, oh yeah, when he's walk, when Adonis has the suit on and he's leaving after he just finished speaking to him, and there's that partition yes. in the locker room wall. That's the they one you can most... feel each other there still. Yeah, you can feel the heat. You can feel that you can he can tell that Adonis kind of feels like he's gonna have to put this guy down because he's no good, but he's already past the point of no return. Mm-hmm. You know. And then the second scene is, of course, the fight scene. The when they're in the cage, you know, when they're when all the audience disappears and it's just between you and yeah, one. Yeah, I like that actually. It kind of shows like where they're folk. Like it, they were so honed in on each other, right? Like nothing else. Everything else was just a, a blur. Well, you never did. You ever did a competitive sports or anything where you're just one on one with somebody where nothing else matters in there, and you just like you always is a person in front of you. It's kind of like that with when you're performing. Yeah. yeah. It's the irony a, in that moment was they were also fighting the past. That's why the jail cell bars popped up behind The jail cell and then the, the old, uh, the, the ring, the, uh, the mattress in the corner yep. when they used to get beat in the group home. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the other they thing. Were so the past while fighting each other. Yep. That was, I mean, that's a good shot. I mean, they, I, I'm glad they didn't do a whole montage of the whole, uh, you know, the whole battle between them two. They just have that one specific scene where it's just so anger. You can feel the anger. The, all the like it's funny when you we talk about how we would talk about compatible sports where you can get your emotions out through it you know you can show that through just actions and through the the, the way they the mannerisms mm-hmm. of it and how you can get all your frustration out just through like anything right right not in the best i mean that's not the best approach in my opinion but no they displayed that you know perfectly for at least for damon's character you know i i was not a big fan of that scene I was not a big fan because it just looked cartoony. It looked uh, very cartoony yeah. when it could have been done differently. It could have been. See, there was a fine line. I see it. It, it. it did look a little video game-ish, but then it didn't look too much. I feel like it was just exaggerated because, like, the smoke and everything. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, it's not, like, <laughs> well, it's I'll, not a nightmare. I'll, I'll tell you this. It is uh, Michael B. Jordan's, his inspiration through anime. So if you saw anime, it's some... There's maybe a, a 
a little niche here and there he got from Naruto or Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. But here's the thing, man. I did not like it and did not go with the look from the previous movies. I think it was just cartoony and too animated. I feel like Michael Bird, it could have been done a little different. And let me tell you how it could have it could have done. Like in my perspective as a director, I would tell you, okay, instead of like giving this like all these cartoony things, why don't you just dim the lights all around them? I like no people, no nothing. We don't we cannot even see the chairs or anything. Just put a spotlight over them and just have like hard shadows come down in their face and then just like they're there in the moment. Just them. Wow. Just them too. You know what he just described? Raging Bull. <laughs> hey, well, it worked there, you know. You could no. put a little implement a little more, but no, I, you know, I hate that when that happens. You see a film and you, you, you have an idea of how much better it could have been. You fantasize well, about it, like he just explained. And then, yeah. Well, everyone, like everyone to this day, will uh, will you know analyze that film and critique it. But uh, before, so quickly, uh, unless you guys have anything more to say, we can uh, start rating this. How you guys think? Uh, me and Nana were actually joking about a particular part in the movie that was super realistic. Um, when when Creed was actually kind of going through the emotional ropes of things, no pun intended, mm-hmm. and uh, he was at home uh, having a drink and kind of like just in his bag, and his wife comes up to him and she's just kind of doing the w- typical girlfriend wife thing of hey what's wrong talk oh to me God. i just want to know what's wrong and he's like look I don't, I don't know what's going on i don't really want to talk about it and he starts yelling i don't want to talk yeah and she's like what is it is it me and that might have been the most realistic writing in the entire movie i can't yes. think of a time as a man where you know you're going through some personal introspective kind of moment and you know if you got that special woman in your life she thinks it's her can I ask you like uh, quickly? Uh, do you always feel like it's hard like to say s- what you're feeling in the moment? I like I like resonated a- with Creed in that moment because when I'm going through something in the middle of that adversity, I'm probably not the best person to try to talk to. Huh? But See, I- once I get through it, kind of similar to how he did. Once yeah. he got through that fight with Dame. Once he got through that adversity, you know, he was back with his woman. Hey, everything's back how we were. You know, we're yeah. champs on top again. Yeah, see, I'm I, the I, it really resonated with me because for me as a dude, when I'm going through it, I don't really know what's wrong. Even if I know what's going on, I don't really know, understand fully how it's affecting me until I'm past it. Mm-hmm. So, so what if, like, you was going through that shit and we're trying to, would you, if we try to get it out of you, you just would shut down? I would, re- I would probably respond very similar to him. Okay, see, and that's a kind of interesting point because in Rocky Three, there was a time when um, Creed was like, you know, he's trying to push Rocky, saying, "What's going on? What's going on?" And Rocky's just like, "Tomorrow, we'll do this tomorrow." And he's like, and, uh, "Apollo's like, no, there's no tomorrow, right?" And still, it has he didn't he couldn't get through Rocky, and it wasn't until his his wife um, Adrian was like, "Hey, just tell me what's going on. Like, we have money, we have this. Like, just tell me." And he just say, "Hey." He finally exploded. He's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. Like, this is, you don't understand how I'm scared. But see, I think that's a beautiful thing about these films is like they really, I mean, maybe it doesn't seem that way to a lot of people. But since you're talking about it right now, that's also part of the, the, I don't know, their own heroic journey, right? Right. Not only facing the adversity of someone physically touching them, you know, beating and beating on them, but mentally trying to overcome their adversity as well. Because it is hard to talk about those things. And especially if you don't have, when you, once you find that person that you can just, Either express it through Rocky or express it to Adonis. You can do that stuff, man. That's right. that's what that is what got to me too. Because I'm like, oh my god, like I wish someone would push me onto that point where I can just fucking let go. You know, it's funny because I think we've all been through this, especially you know with our girlfriends or, or wives, whatever. I think we've all, we've all been to that moment where. You know, they try to get us to open up, but we just won't. You know, we, we won't open up, not because we don't want to, because we don't know how to express ourselves. Yeah. We don't know how our emotions work. And, you know, women, they're very in touch with their emotions. They, they're they emotionally driven, yeah. They're very emotionally driven. And men, uh, compared to women, we don't get that support from other people as women do because women they have the support from everyone uh-huh. you know a little a little a little thing happens in their life and suddenly you have like five dudes talking to her you know God. five dudes the, that, that want to like just get with her whatever yeah. it's like oh hey here's my shoulder you know I'll, I'll be more than happy to help but us as men we don't we don't get that you know even their own girlfriends but us we just like we have to figure shit out on our own because we know no one's coming to help us right, right yeah. and that's what happened to Adonis. 
He's like, I need to figure this shit out right now. And it just like Kevin was saying, is like, once I'm through this, I'll be able to talk to you and be able to give you the solution to the problem. The only thing is, like, when he did find out, he found it out by getting knocked out by a fucking Ivan's kid. So, I mean, we all have to get knocked Not, to our hey, knock some sense into it. Yeah, knock some <laughs> sense into it. All right, so let's uh, just kind of close this up pretty soon. Um, let's go around. The, I forgot to, uh, your friend's name. What, what's your Kevin. name? Huh? Kevin. All right, Kevin. We'll start from you. What do you well, how do you rate this? We're going from um, 1 to 10. Also, you can say if it's a rental. Like, what's your – what do you give audience for this? Uh if you are in the sports, boxing, movies, any of that, I'm definitely going to give it at an 8 or a 9. Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, It's really good. It's a good story. It's kind of that, I, I don't want to say it in a bad way, but it's kind of that cookie story, uh, cookie cutter hero role story of overcoming adversity, but it tells it in a really unique fashion. Now, would you uh, rate this like top five of your bo- top boxing movies of all time? No. Okay, I mean, I was just wondering because there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good ones. I mean, even the Great White Hype with Dean, what's up with a Marlon da- uh, Damon Wayans? That's a funny one. Definitely, it could sneak into my top six. Okay, top okay. five, it's it, it's just too many options out there. There's a lot. All right, like maybe it's got to sit with me some more. Yeah, well, well, we'll, we'll go if back. If you haven't seen it, um, I wouldn't say buy it, but definitely rent it. Is this more of a? Would you give this a matinee, a full price for movies, or would you just? Yeah, always, man. I, I, I mean, we we went to the movies <laughs> to go see it, and I, I definitely walked out feeling like you know it was money well spent. Okay, uh, let's go with you, Ernest. Uh, what do you think? Again, not having any uh, you know idea of the first two what happened in there. I'd like I, I actually really liked it. I'm it's kind of hard to give it a solid rating considering I just seen it. I have to think about it more. But just right off the bat, I give it a good seven or eight or so. I mean, um, as I said, it gave me a lot of information that I. Wouldn't have. I wouldn't have, right. Okay. Well, uh, I it had a lot of, what's up? No, I mean, go ahead. It also had a lot of heart in it, and I mean, uh, also a lot of relativity with, you know, f- something of the situation that he had that could just happen to any of us or has happened to us. I definitely had something similar, not like in this, uh, at these high stakes, but, you know, I think we've experienced something similar to that, and they made it real as far as uh, Jonathan Mayer's, Major's uh, character, character goes. goes. Right, right. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything about the top boxing movies, or would you would you rate it? Well, Raging Bull has probably got to be my favorite one. Yeah, I'm just a Mar- uh, Scorsese a fanboy though. But um, I haven't watched too many. Um, but you could throw this in there, top five, I guess, since it's it's an empty. There's a bunch of empty slots. It's empty until you uh, fill it in. Right, right. All right. You can go. You can go at five though, because now I'm coming back. You know, you can just say Rocky one, two, three, four, and then five. But I haven't seen all down. those. I've only seen the first. Oh round. my god! All right, all right. Well, let's move down to Fernando. What do you think? Uh, I'll give it like a six point eight. Wow. To be precise, give it two more points. Yeah, two you can't even give it two points. more points. Nope, six point okay. eight. <laughs> um. See, here's the thing. If you compare that movie to, say, for example, Southpaw, bro, has nothing to do with, like... See, I actually didn't enjoy Southpaw. I can't I, see Hall as a badass boss. Are you kidding me? Dude, he was a beast. Yeah, his physique was, but as far as the story, I just couldn't really get into it. I'd rather watch Southpaw any day than Creed again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, would you recommend this to any uh, anyone wa- watching it? Any uh, Creed following or any Rocky? The only thing I would suggest is... If you want to finish the story, just watch it and just be done with it. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, uh, for me, this is... Uh, I'll give it an eight. It is really good. It's an interesting storytelling. I did have a lot of issues with Adonis, which, which Adonis stories, which I'm not going to, you know, give him too much, you know, about too much shit about it. Um, I am also like a Raging Bull fan, but also, you know, fucking Rocky is the, the best boxing stories I've ever heard. Well... I think it's only a few of half. Well, that's when Sylvester Stallone used to like actually write good. Bro, okay, movies. you know what? He <laughs> he he's my fan. He's like my biggest biggest. Uh, he's your fan? inspiration because what he did Rocky three when he was thirty eight. So I'm like fuck. I can look like that. Yeah. All I need to know. All I gotta do is just millions of dollars. Per, all these personal trainers yeah. and a contract and no food. That's what you. Got. <laughs> but you know what? 
you can, Daniel. You can do anything <laughs> if you set your mind to yeah, it. Well, if Don't I ever you know, if I ever come out that jack, please, just I'll be in the ring. Bro, you just gotta stop eating tacos, man. <laughs> Fucking Taco Bell. Stop. Well, they, when they have a day for a special day every week for it, it's kind of hard. I know, right? Every <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the NAB. Now, this happened last uh, Sunday weekend. Hold on. So, for the audience who doesn't know, what is NAB? Uh, actually, I have never. I uh, rem- I can't remember what's the. Uh, Are you serious, dude? Come I, on, bro. The first. The okay, first word's so. got to be national. Yeah, it is the National Broadcasters Association. Okay, there you go. And what's in... National Association of Broadcasting. I'm sorry. All right, well, explain. What what is this whole NAB about? So NAB is a convention for any type of production and broadcasting. Okay? So whenever you need any production gear, uh, lighting, cameras, uh, anything to do um, live streaming for news stations, you go to NAB. And you will find anything you want for production. Yep, from lights to cameras, new cameras coming out. I we got to see a lot of new technology in there too. That's coming out. Um, actually, this year wasn't that much. I think. No, that DJI Inspire uh, three was the shit. Which one? The DJI um, drones. Oh, those eight. Yeah, yeah those drones. are actually pretty good. Yeah. But yeah. before we, we before we go off topic on on the uh, on the technology, you see, the the reason we're bringing this up about NAB is because we get a chance to talk to a lot of professionals in the fields, especially producers, cinematographers, editors. When it comes to, to making movies and making films, uh, TV shows, NAB is a place where you want to go here in Las Vegas because you get a chance to really mingle, mix, and network with people from the industry, which is the case uh, you know, that happened to us. Uh, we got a chance to, to talk to Roy Wagner. Yes, we did. Roy Wagner is a cinematography, uh, a cinematographer, I'm sorry, from the Association of cinematog- uh, the American Society of Cinematographers, which if you guys look in any movies and it says um, director of photography and after their name has a, an acronym of that, that has ASC, that means that's the Association of uh, the American Society of Cinematographers and is a very prestigious organization, which only the top cinematographers in, in the industry uh, are part of. And we got a chance to talk to Roy Wagner, ASC. And Daniel will tell you about his experience because he was very fanboying over here. Oh my gosh! First of all, when we did that, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't even know that he was coming. I mean, uh, Fernando just gave me like a little text: "Hey, Roy Wagner's coming to the interview. Let's just get going. Come back, uh, come to the booth. <laughs> get your ass over here because you got to interview Roy Wagner." And I, I was one. I could say I was a little unprepared because I'm like I haven't interviewed a lot of people. But also, I didn't realize how much movies he did that I actually enjoy. I actually enjoy a new. All right, tell us a little bit about Roy Wagner. Who is so, he? So he is a cinematographer. He's done a lot of things. He's been he's made movies back in the nineteen seventy seven to now, of course. He uh, he's done the Beauty and the Beast, the, the TV show back in the days. If you do know that, you know, it's showing your age. Um, he also did. Uh, let me see what he did after that. He did uh, Quantum Leap. That was another big one he did. And, you know, he, in fact, he did the pilot of that, which is significant because that shows whether or not they want to pursue that project. And I, that that's amazing to know that he l- helped that t- that show become that successful. Just so you know uh, a little bit about him, uh, he's, the biggest thing, I think, in my opinion, that he's done has been House MD. And he has done quite a few episodes in that in, in that show. Thirty six. Thirty six episodes. Holy yeah. hell. So he he has been around. He has worked with some of the top people in Hollywood. Well, no, that's not like he did canine. He also did uh the pet like I said earlier, the the pest, uh Nick of Time, Drop Zone. Uh he also was part of Party of Five. He did uh forty three episodes of Party of Five. Damn. Yeah. I'm see this is I remember a, that show. Yeah, showing my age, okay? <laughs> like, seriously, this is he was also in Fantasy Island. Uh, he did, and then he did a couple here and there uh, shows. Oh, Dukes, ha- Dukes of Hazzard is the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that one. Uh, Burn Notice, uh, Bachelor Part 2. Wow, they made a second the one of best, that. Though. Roy has been around. Uh, Roy is, is what you can consider as, um, you know, a cinematography and, uh, like, Hollywood, Hollywood royalty. Because he has been around for so long, he has known so many people in the industry that really everyone knows him. Like he's worked with the, some of the biggest actors in Hollywood, and they treat him like. And like if you know him, friends. you know his dog. Was oh, absolutely. Yeah, 
if you see him around, he always usually he he has a fedora, and he has a little tiny chihuahua, Scarlet. Scarlet. And she is such a gorgeous little dog. I know. She fell asleep in our interview. I, don't, I hope I wasn't that boring. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he is a... Gr- okay, I'll say this. He is a nice individual. He you know, he explained things uh, very in a n- unique way. Gave out pointers. I mean, really, this is a, one of those interviews of my lifetime. Well, I guess so far, right? right, right. But uh, He's a great storyteller. It's a good start. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Um. Are we gonna go into NAB or are we just gonna like just go right straight to the interview? Uh, we're going straight to the interview, so we're All gonna right. put some clips right now. So we're gonna um, we'll close them up uh, right here. So uh, no, we're just gonna show the audience right now a couple clips, uh, so you guys can hear a little bit of what was said. You know, I, the 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 audio quality may not be the best because we were recording with our phones because Daniel was not prepared like he was saying. I was not. I, was I told so it, bro, and I told you the day before, bro. Bring your recorder. The thing is, dude, I've... Oh, should have used my shoulder cam. I should have used... I mean, dude, it was one of those things where I, I'm even shocked I was able to talk to someone with that level, you know? Mm. I'm so used to talking to people who just, like, they done stuff, but then you're not, like... He's so knowledgeable. Yeah. Right. So to the point, I'm, like, fu- even co- going there, I was like, oh, my God, did I forget this? I went to my house two, back and forth twice because I forgot <laughs> something. You know, yeah. I, do you want to know the worst part is that he invited you? He invited you to go to like this really prestigious and exclusive hey, you know party, what? and you did not go, bro. I do have his number, so we can probably do something after. Okay, so Ernest, let me tell you this, all right? Just so you know how like how like Daniel messed up on this one. So he's really, really good friend. Or he was really good friends with Carrie Fisher. You know who Carrie Fisher is? Yeah, from Star Wars. Yeah, Princess Leia. And he's intimate friends with her. Intimate friends? I wouldn't... Well, just very, very close friends, okay? They've worked together for almost like 40 years, I believe. They've known each other for that long, okay? He used to see he used to see her, you know, fresh out of high school when she used to go to work. Right, right. Okay? Oh, so wow. Roy invited Daniel to, like, the, this private party uh you know at her brother's house todd fisher you know where he has a museum of star wars of old cameras and everything and daniel did not go the force was not strong with this one the force was not strong with daniel (laughs) (laughs) and he missed out man like you know here's the thing i had tacos at Carrie Fisher's home. They right? may talk Yeah, you there. can go to the next Carrie Fisher party. No, I, you know when that's going to be, bro? <laughs> no, it's a joke. It's sarcasm, bro. <laughs> I know, but it's like, bro, it's like I'm trying to rub it in right now on Daniel's face. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm trying hey, to... Hey, hmm. you know what? I'm feeling the salt right there. I'm just feeling all of the pain right now yeah, because I think about it. it on your drive home. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. They're such good people. Like Todd Fisher, he was such a great guy. He, he was telling me how, you know, he and Carrie are from... Uh, from texas and they grew up in tex-mex food so wow. they would have barbecues and they would have tacos almost every weekend and i bring myself I'm, I'm mexican so when he tells me that i'm like i'm fanboying like you have no idea like crazy because i was eating tacos at carrie fisher's home well you just tell, I didn't told even know her she... to stay away from them so what is it you want them to you want them to eat the tacos or stay away from them <laughs> Well, you know, I, I would eat <laughs> That would have ta- been an exception. Hey, you know, I would eat tacos for <laughs> Carrie Fisher's star yeah, brother. Yeah. Bro, I was so... I, come on, man. Daniel, I got to tell you, I was so disappointed that you're denied. I, <laughs> I know, I know. But again, things happen. I couldn't make it. Well, there's always next year for nap. You never know what's going on. Well, you know what? When this when this goes, you know, bigger, grows bigger, we'll have more than just Carrie Fisher. Maybe we'll have, I don't know... DiCaprio. George Luke or George Lucas's house. Or, or meet my, my, my new wife, Anya. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Anya Taylor. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, fun fact about the Fishers. Um, oh, man, this is... Uh, Carrie's dad dated Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. So how crazy is that? Yeah, his, her mom is Debbie Reynolds. And Debbie Reynolds, yeah. yeah. I, I wish I, it's uh, okay. Look, Carrie Fisher's dad dating Elizabeth Taylor. I am so upset with myself. I see going. how surprised you are, Ernest. But yes, yes, there's so much things I know you know about the Fishers and the Reynolds and stuff like that. So one thing that you need to know is that they are Hollywood royals. So one one thing you gotta know is Daniel really fucked up <laughs> and didn't go to the party. <laughs> Just to finish rubbing it off, like yes, you because did. Because I would probably be like shaking the whole time there, trying to like, hey, was there more uh, uh, other people besides like other famous cinematographers? or anyone else that 
Yeah. So there was another cinematographer that came through. Uh, his name is Stephen Shaw. Uh, I don't know exactly oh. what he did, but he was there. He did a lot of like TV, I think, when I looked him up. Yeah, there was uh, John Fowler as well. He was there. He's done a, some big stuff. He's ASC member as well. He's done a lot of big stuff. Um, this time around, there wasn't a lot of ASC members there, but there was like good maybe like four or five. Chris Prost was hit. He was there. He usually makes all the music videos for Eminem, and he was there. Um, oh. He just uh, finished writing a book on and you know technical details, but he was there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. That makes me even feel worse. Tell you know me what? more about what <laughs> hey, you know what? on. You know what? Okay, you know what? It's fine. We can, we'll find, well, I say again, we have his number. We can always try, you know, if there's new people around, we'll. we'll Here's the thing, man. I told you to get the days off. <laughs> I did have. For a reason. I, I know, but you didn't go. <laughs> I did. I did have the days off. I just I know. Go. You just didn't go. Yeah. So the, the next step, the next step, and hopefully you'll listen to me this time, is Cinegear. Cinegear is another expo, kind of like NAB. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cinegear is just solely film. There's no broadcasting, no anything like that. It's just solely film. And there's a lot of industry parties that you have to attend. Okay, so if you fans, if you want to, um, you know, chip in some money so I can go. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Patreon, man. We got to open up our own Patreon so oh, that God. people can donate money. Donate to Daniel's, uh, you know, uh, vaca- vacation fund. What do you want? Oh, Your how party do I fund? I party education, <laughs> bro. Edu- education. Okay, educational fund. I was going to say more go. like uh, interview fund. All right, so I think that's all we're going to be talking about because I'm I got shit on a lot right now for not <laughs> going to it. Uh, but so we're going to put some clips of uh, Roy Wagner right now so that you guys can hear it. And you know, we'll I'll show some of the things we saw saw from NAB, and you know, hope you enjoy. Uh, so um, thank you for joining us. Uh, hope you enjoy our discussion and give us a feedback. Tell us your favorite uh, boxing movies, sports movies that you like. Um, but always uh, subscribe, turn on your notifications. I'd to keep you updated on our latest episode. Yeah, so guys, uh, be sure to add, you know comment on our video like Daniel was saying. What is your favorite movie? Uh, what should have done is done differently? Uh, what kind of questions would you like to ask professionals in the field? Uh, you know, if you have any questions or technical aspects that you would like to know, it's like, oh, why did they do this in this movie? You know, and if we're able to get in touch with those uh, professionals, do let us know. And we'll be more than happy to answer those questions for you when, when you know, in regards to the stories of the movies. Especially with uh, what's Roy Wagner, because I'm sure he has a lot to tell. I mean, there's a lot of good um, stories he told us. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll see you until next time. See you at the movies. Good night. Good night, guys. I'm Fernando. I'm Ernest. And Daniel. And, and Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> you got Kevin. All right, guys. Have a good night. Till next time.